What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, some things to talk about today. We'll still continue some of these um, happenings around baseball. The Mets are closing in on a managerial candidate. It's down to two. It's going to be Buck Showalter and Joe Espada. Actually, I should say it's at least those two. Those are the two names known. I'm not sure if there are more, but we have heard a lot of rumblings about Buck Showalter recently. It does seem like you know he's definitely in the running, uh, along with uh, Joe Espada here. But um, we've been hearing a lot about Showalter in recent days. It's not known if there's a third candidate in the mix or if these are the only two guys, but these are names we know right now. But there's really no surprise that Buck Showalter is being discussed here. Um, some people have reported that it's it's almost ine- inevitable that he'll be hired, and. People in the baseball industry are convinced he's getting the job unless something goes horribly wrong in the final stages. So, why is that? Well, Showalter has 20 years of managerial experience, right? You know that 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 helps a lot. Uh, Joe Espada, on the other hand, has never been a manager at the big league level, although he has a long resume as a coach. He worked for the last four years as the Astros bench coach. But Showalter is a guy who I feel like, you know, for a team like the Mets that has been underperforming, I don't want to say they need, you know, a a stern voice in the clubhouse, but he's definitely that. He's a very stern voice. Um, He's a a guy that players definitely listen to and players respect for his experience, and he just, he's a no-nonsense guy. That's what he does. Um, But yeah, that's... That's what they're dealing with in New York. It's widely expected to be Buck Showalter, but nobody really knows. There's not any certainty right now. There's also some reports talking about how the Brewers were previously interested in Luke Voigt. And, you know, this is something that circulated. It's not really specified exactly when this interest occurred. But if you think about it, Luke Voigt, would make for an interesting fit on the Brewers roster right now. Because the Brewers acquired Rowdy Telez from the Blue Jays in July, and after that, he got most of the playing time at first base for the remainder of the season. With Voigt being right-handed, though, they could make for a very interesting platoon pair. Rowdy Telez against right-handed pitching, Luke Voigt against left-handed pitching. But neither of these guys have actually had pronounced splits over their respective careers. They're not really platoon type of guys i mean you could force a platoon but you don't necessarily want to force a platoon just because you have a righty lefty combo you want to do it with guys who are you know significantly better at hitting against a certain handedness of pitching you don't want to just say oh we have a right-handed hitting first baseman and another left-handed hitting first baseman let's force them into platoon it's not necessarily um you know necessary to do that because you could have similar production from just starting one of those guys the point of a platoon is that you leverage the best aspects of each player. So you have a guy who's really, like a Jock Peterson, for instance, who's really good at hitting right-handed pitching. You make him part of your platoon. You have a guy who's really good at hitting left-handed pitching. Who comes to mind? Um, I mean, I don't know. Who's, who's someone who's really good at hitting, oh, like Albert Pujols or something like that. And then you platoon them so that at the end of the day, you're, you know, regardless of who's pitching, you're, going with an advantageous matchup. That's the point of a platoon. But 
it would be an interesting pair if if Voigt were a Brewer right now. Um, but yeah, the fact that they have Rowdy Telez means they, they, they probably aren't as keen on bringing in Luke Voigt anyway. But Luke Voigt would be an upgrade over Rowdy Telez um, as long as he's healthy. The, the concern would be his health because he's he's been on the injured list a lot. He tends to be hurt quite a bit. But we'll also see. Will the DH come to the National League? If that happens, it would be easy enough for the Brewers to have both those guys in the lineup on a regular basis. I mean, especially with all the ongoing strikeout issues of Keston Hira, you know, they can have both of them with the with the DH. But the Brewers have definitely been looking to add some offensive pop this offseason in order to, you know, complement their excellent pitching staff. They've already added Eduardo Escobar, Hunter Renfro, Avisayo Garcia. So if you add Voight, I mean, that's going to add some pop to any lineup. But, you know, that's definitely someone the Brewers, I'm sure, would, would be happy with. But they might just be like, you know, the injury risk is there. Uh, we, we might be better off going for someone else. Not too sure. But they've already done a really good job this offseason of getting some power into that lineup. Some minor league signings. So, yes, there's a lockout. Major league signings can't occur. But there are some minor league signings, some notable names. D. Strange Gordon has signed a minor league deal with the Nationals. So, you know, these can still be done during the lockout. And, you know, it's... It's something that gives these guys a hopeful path back to the major leagues. You know, we know D, D. Strange Gordon, you know, he's been good in the past, but he's kind of up there in age now. He's 33, but some of his greatest successes over three seasons with the Marlins, you know, that was in the NL East. So he's no stranger to the NL East, going to the Nationals, maybe he'll have a chance. But he was the 2015 National League batting title winner with the Marlins, and he led the league with 205 hits, 58 stolen bases that same season. And he also got another stolen base crown in 2017, all with the Marlins. So we know what this guy has done in the past, but you know it's been a, it's been a while since that happened. He's much older now. He's not the same player. Obviously, he would be getting a major league deal if that was the case. But in other news, the Nationals got another player, another um, known name to a minor league deal. That's Michael Franco. So third baseman Michael Franco is going to a minor league deal, going to the Nats on a minor league deal. So in addition to D. Strange Gordon, you know, they have a fairly open infield for 2022 because they've traded away Trey Turner. They traded away Josh Harrison. You know, they did that at the fire sale of the deadline. They just got rid of everyone at the deadline. I mean, they have since re-signed Alcides Escobar and Cesar Hernandez on major league deals, but Obviously, they're, they're going to be at best to go around. No offense to those guys. Because those aren't guys who've proven that they could necessarily hold down a major league starting job um, for the entire season. Maybe um, Cesar Hernandez. I mean, Alcides Escobar is kind of out of his prime. But, you know, neither of these guys are, are guys you see playing a full 162. So there, there are going to be plenty of looks for Michael Franco, for D. Strange Gordon. In spring training, they'll have every opportunity to break camp and make the major league roster. I mean, they do have some youngsters that they're competing with. Luis Garcia, top Nationals prospect. He's there. Lucius Fox in the middle infield. But uh, not Wander Franco. Michael Franco should definitely be considered as an option at third base. I mean, that's where he spent the vast majority of his big league playing time. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, Carter Keyboom is probably their plan A for the Nationals at third base, despite his struggles at the MLB level thus far. 
but maybe they, they figure that he still needs some more seasoning at AAA because his numbers at the big leagues have not been good. In 106 big league games over the past three seasons, he boom has hit a buck 97. He just hasn't really hit much. He's 24 and has a prospect pedigree. He's he's likely to get an extended opportunity at third base. Especially when you consider the fact that the Nats are probably going to spend this year retooling after the big sell-off. This is going to be a rebuilding year for the Washington Nationals. So this is time for Carter Keyboom to get a lot of at-bats. But Franco will still have opportunities. We'll see. We'll see. But that's where we stand. Nationals add a couple familiar names on minor league deals. The Mets are interviewing Buck Showalter um, as who's presumably the favorite for their managerial opening, but we'll see what happens there. So that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.